welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com, home of the flagship, the Wrestling House Show, Rock Strikes 10, of course, the Synaptic with the true alternative, Randy Brown, my elongated cnjradio.com plug is the intro there. Or you're subscribed on iTunes and leaving a comment, never missing one single episode. Thank you, everybody, if you're listening. If you can hear my voice, you know you're awesome. Speaking of awesome people, uh, I do need to give a special shout-out to uh, a listener. I have a fairly new listener, and he was nice enough to send me a few emails. And he seemed to like some of the shows I've done recently, and apparently he's going back into the iTunes and listening to older episodes. He pointed out the Kiss episodes that I did with Nola, and as recently as the JFK episodes and the top albums of 2013, stuff like that. I want to give a shout-out to Don Nishki, if I'm saying that correct. I hope I'm saying that right. If I did pronounce it wrong, send me another email and, you know, just spell out how to actually pronounce it. But Don... Don, you're great, and I appreciate your emails, and I'm going to go ahead and read your top albums of 2013 before I start the show here. It won't take very long at all, obviously. And Don, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard your list also on the Talking Metal episode recently, which is awesome, because if that's the case, then we have even more similar taste than I thought initially. So, uh, and if you found me through that Mark Striegel interview, let me know also, but uh, here you go. Here's Don's top 10 albums of 2013. I don't know what order these... Oh, he says no particular order. So there you go. That, that's me reading. Uh, Winery Dogs. Self-titled. I haven't picked the album up yet. I've heard a, I've heard the whole album, but I just need to buy my own copy, actually. I like all those guys. Uh, Black Sabbath 13. Making a lot of people's lists, including mine. I think mine was actually at 13. Uh, John Oliva uh, from Sabotage, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Raise the Curtain. Dream Theater, Dream Theater self-titled. I'm one of those guys that, uh, you know, you seem to appreciate both sides of it, which is totally cool, but I haven't really listened since Portnoy left. Uh, the way they handled it really left a bad taste in my mouth, but maybe at some point I'll get over it, because I do like Mike Mangini, actually, and I mentioned this on the show before. I loved his work on Extremes, Waiting for the Punchline record, and some of the stuff he did with Steve Vai. So, yeah, I, I like Mike. Nothing against him at all, actually. Alter Bridge Fortress... Queensryche, Queensryche, the one I picked, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming, yeah, yeah, because there's a self-titled, yeah, there you go, I, I, you know, it's the, it's almost nighttime, and I feel like I'm still waking up, but there you go, of course, Ghost, Infestusimum, you know, it's, uh, that's how I say it, but obviously that was in my top albums, so yeah, Anthrax Anthems, and uh, I consider that an odds and end record, but I'm glad you put it on the list, because Anthrax is greatness. And Alice in Chains, The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here. And like I said, I listened to that record, and I actually did like the record. And, uh, you know, at some point, I, maybe I can get past the, you know, the lame being dead and moving on also. Uh, but yeah, like myself, Don said that he never realized that Seconds by the Human League was about the JFK assassination. I guess I never paid attention to the lyrics either, so. Alright, well thank you so much, Don, for all your emails. I appreciate it. I've got another email to read later on the show. But before that, let's kick off the show here tonight. First song, and yes, I am going to tell you what the theme is. Yes, hopefully you've been just anticipating that. This is a theme I've been wanting to do for a long time. I've had this list ready to go for a while, but, you know, the holidays happen, so I had to put this one on the back burner. But glad to get it out here for January. Like I said, the New Wave one I was waiting to do for a long time as well. I really hope you enjoyed that episode, or at least some of it. I'm not going to ask too much of you, but, you know, let me know if you did and what you liked or what you didn't like. I, I'm i just curious myself. I had a blast doing the show, but if it was a hard listen for you, I understand. But anyway, sorry, moving on. This theme, this week, this is basically songs uh, by very well-known acts across the board, but when it's a rare, nay, freak occurrence that there is a different singer and I'm not talking about like Ben Orr for the Cars because he's singing on a decent amount of stuff. I'm not talking about Brian Mayer, Roger Taylor singing on Queen stuff because they pretty much got a lead vocal on every record. I'm talking about a true rarity. This first one 
you probably have heard this guy's voice more than anybody else on the show, but just to kind of kick off the show, give you an idea, like I said, songs under the banner of the big name band, but not by the normal lead singer. That's the best way I can think to describe it. So we're going to kick off the show here tonight with a song by Aerosmith, but sung by Joe Perry. And yes, if you're a hardcore Aerosmith fan out there, you're probably saying, well, wait, Joey, you know, Joe has sang on a decent amount of Aerosmith stuff. He has. He's got about, what, about a half dozen lead vocals, but that's in the entire 40-year run of the band. And you're probably also saying, if you're a super-duper Aerosmith nerd, hey, Joey, Tom Hamilton did have a vocal on the latest album. Well, yeah, I love Tom Hamilton, but if you heard the song, you know why I'm not playing that on the show here. Almost anything off that last record is just kind of, eh. But an album I will defend that some people won't is the Nine Lives record. I really like the Nine Lives record. You could cut a few songs off of it, but I think it's a super strong record, and I do think it's criminally underrated. Uh, But this is from a B-side from the Nine Lives record, from the Hole in My Soul import single, and this was on international versions of the CD itself, but we didn't get it in America, so maybe this is the first time some of you are hearing this. So here you go. Here's Joe Perry on lead vocals for Aerosmith on the Nine Lives B-side called Falling Off. Here you go. some Joe Perry flavored Aerosmith that was Fallen Off like I said that was a B-side or an international bonus track from the Nine Lives record weirdly enough I noticed a motif in the Nine Lives album they have Falling in Love is Higher on the Knees Fallen Angels 
And then Falling Off right there, the song we just played. And on the Japanese version, there's a song called Fall Together. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I like that record. What can I say? Uh, I wouldn't cut much off of it. There's a few, but I think you should go back and listen to it if you never gave it a proper shake. So, there you go. Uh, an album that doesn't need much convincing by people that love this band. I'm going to play something off of the Dream Police album by Cheap Trick. You know where I'm going here. Uh, even though this guy has a pretty cool voice, I like the attitude on Tom Peterson's vocals. He hasn't had a lot of songs he sang on uh, Cheap Trick albums. Uh, but like I said, he got to sing on one of their best-selling albums of all time, so nothing wrong with that. And if you are lucky enough to ever go see the Cheap Trick perform live, uh, usually Robin will take a break on a song and just kick back, not sing, but play you know, some rhythm guitar, and usually this is the one that Tom Peterson will sing live. And it's almost a staple in the live shows, actually. So, if, like I said, go check them out, and you can hear this song more often than not when they perform live. So here you go. This is Cheap Trick with I Know What I Want.
the mighty cheap trick with the great, awesome, freakishly ridiculous 12-string bass playing man known as Tom Peterson with I Know What I Want. There you go. There he was on lead vocals there. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you don't have the Dream Police record, then, uh, you know, if you can't do the math on how less awesome you are by not having that, then I can't help you. All right. There you go. Stealing from Bill Burr and his Monday Morning Podcast. So that's a, that's a great talk show podcast you should be listening to. Monday Morning Podcast with the great Bill Burr. All right. Next song here. Speaking of singing bass players... Here's the second one on the show, and not that I haven't played you a lot of Anthrax during the show's history, but, you know, why should you complain at this point? Uh, this is also, much like Falling Off by Aerosmith earlier, a B-side, which probably has never been heard by any of you, uh, except for maybe Tino. Tino, I'm sure you've heard this. But if you haven't, just send me an email telling me how great this is, because you're going to love it more than anybody. This is Anthrax covering The Police with Frank Bello on lead vocals. This is how great and amazingly geeky Anthrax is about the music they love. They cover The Police, and since Sting is the singer of The Police and he's a bass player, well, Frank's got to sing it. That's the idea behind that. So, here you go. This is the great Anthrax putting the spin that they only can on the police classic next to you. with Frank Bello on lead vocals and bass guitar doing The Police's Close to You. You can find that on the import single to Taking the Music Back from the We've Come For You All record, which, my God, that record is amazing. And, of course, Anthrax always throws in great covers as B-sides. On that single as well, you can find, believe it or not, their version of U2's Exit. So, if that piques your interest, then uh, go look up the import single of that. Alright. Next one here. The, you know, I, I love the release that this came off of in many different ways. This release is kind of the holy grail of heavy metal covers, if you are so interested. But And in the most random of places, if there was a wrestling federation back in the mid-90s, early to mid-90s actually that started up, called ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, and they, they got a decent push there for an independent league towards the end of the 90s because of the big pro wrestling boom in the, you know, in the world and, you know, I, I love the thing, I'm, I'm a big pro wrestling nerd anyway but they put out this great CD to try to help hype the promotion 
and it was called ECW Extreme Music. There's a bunch of great covers on there. I might have played some stuff off of it before. I, I may have, but there's stuff like Bruce Dickinson doing an amazing version of the Scorpion Zoo. And also Anthrax, like I played earlier, doing Metallica's Phantom Lord. You can find Motorhead's version of Inner Salmon on there, so there's a lot of great stuff. This is no exception right here. This was a sort of sideband during the downtime of Pantera. This is basically Pantera sans Phil Anselmo. So it's Dimebag, Rex Brown, and Vinnie Paul, and Dimebag Daryl on lead vocals. And what did they cover, you ask? Well, they covered ZZ Top's Heard It On The X. Enjoy. <laughs> State of Texas proud there. That was Dimebag, Rex, and Vinny of Pantera under the moniker Trace Diablos with the song Heard It on the X. Like I said, that was a ZZ Top cover. You can find that on the ECW Extreme Music soundtrack. Honestly, no real metal fan should be without it. Alright. This next one is probably the most famous song I'm going to play here on the show, sung by a bass player, off of a very famous album. And not only that, it's in my top albums of all time. But I'm going to play you something by The Clash off of the London Calling album from 1979. God, I love this record. And uh, the bass player, Paul Simonon. More singing bass players, yes. And uh, I love Paul. And Paul still remains active. He's been doing a lot of stuff with Danger Mouse lately. He's on that Good, the Bad, and the Queen record, which I, I think that record's great. And he's been doing stuff with Gorillaz lately. And, you know, he doesn't even have to do all that. He can just live off the Clash stuff. But, you know, he's a true artist. And he wrote this song for the London Calling Session. So they're like, hey, just go ahead and sing it. He's like, all right. I'm sure that's how the conversation went down exactly. Except with way cooler accents, I'm sure. Like I said, off the great London Calling record, here's Paul Simonon singing Under the Clash banner with 
the guns of Brixton. Clash with the Guns of Brixton. Like I said, bass player Paul Simonon on lead vocals there. Paul sang on two other songs after that. One on Sandinista. Ah, I'm, I'm spacing on the name. It's like a one-word name. And on Combat Rock, he sang on Red Angel Dragnet as well. Uh, but yeah, there you go. I, I love every Clash record except for Got the Crap, but it's not a true Clash record anyway, so no harm, no foul. All right. More singing bass players, you ask. I didn't even plan it this way, but that's pretty much the way it's going tonight. Uh, somebody who really should be way more heralded than he is for the work he did, for the true spirit of the band. You know, I, I hate that replacement players have to eat shit for not being the original guy. It's not their fault. You'd take the job yourself, wouldn't you? But uh, I love C.J. Ramone in the Ramones era. I I think CJ was so cool, great member of the band. You know, nobody can be Dee Dee. Uh, there's only one Dee Dee. You know, great writer, great personality. Well, you know, as far as like a rock and roll personality. According to, according to listener Steve, he's kind of a dick. But you'd kind of expect that, wouldn't you? But CJ Ramone, like I said, he joined the Ramones in the 80s and like I said, I don't think he ever got his due. And you know, I, I always liked it when they turned the mic over to him. It wasn't all that often. I think he'd get about, towards the last tour, he'd be getting like two or three vocals in there. But this song, man, I love this song so much, so I had to include it on the show. And speaking of underrated albums, here's one uh, from the Ramones canon, Mondo Bizarro. Mondo Bizarro is such a great record. You really need to check that out. It's just 
it kills. It's so good. It's heavy. It's punk. It's it's everything you'd want out of the Ramones, and then some. There's a nice surprise on there with a vocal by C.J. Ramone, written by D.D. Ramone and Daniel Ray. So here you go. This is the Ramones with Strength to Endure. <laughs> the Ramones. Oh, wait, let me do this under Marky Ramones' DJ voice. That was the Ramones with Strength to Endure. By the Ramones, I'm a Ramone. And this is Blitzkrieg Bob. No. I, I love Marky. It's, I used to listen to his radio show all the time on Sirius. I, I just love his delivery. I, I'm not bagging on him. Like I said, I like Marky. So yeah, there you go. Strength to Endure. Go get that record Mondo Bazaar. This great stuff on there, like I said. Alright. Joey shills records for an hour. That's what I do. Alright. Uh, an album that's not all that great, but it does have its moments. We're going to get into a singing drummer now. And I, I, I've had this song ready to go on the show for a long time now. I was trying to do a show where you wouldn't know the band just by listening to the song, or you would never guess that it was this band. I'm going to play something here by Black Sabbath. For massive fans of the band, you, you know what I'm going to play here. This is off of Technical Ecstasy, and it's a song that Ozzy was like, no, you're going to sing it, Bill. So Bill Ward, the drummer, sings on this song. So here you go. This is Black Sabbath with It's All Right. Told you once about your friends and neighbors They were always seeking But they'll never find it It's alright Cause it's alright 
bicentennial year of 1976. That was Black Sabbath with vocals by drummer Bill Ward. That was It's All Right. And uh, like I said, it's definitely a shining point on that record. It's one of those, I haven't gone back to it in a while. You know, I probably haven't listened to this album all the way through in about seven years. So I'm going to go back and check it out now since I just played that song again. And I swear I didn't plan it this way. I was going to mention the the fun nugget. A lot of people know this, but back during the Use Your Illusion tours that Guns N' Roses did in the early 90s, Axel used to cover this song on the piano on quite a few shows. I think most of the tour he would do that. It's on the uh, DVDs, the live DVDs that they have out, and I think that's even uh, got a snippet of it on the Live Era albums as well. But yeah, I really like that song. It's a great song. And I was, I remember... Another thing about that song, I'm just now remembering, I was sitting around the house uh, doing some stuff. Nola was watching this movie on TV a couple years called It's Kind of a Funny Story. And they used that song in there. So I was like, that's awesome. What a great pull. You know, maybe it'll bring in some new fans. That's what you can always hope when you hear like a Black Sabbath song in 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 an indie darling film such as that. So, all right. Speaking of Guns N' Roses, and like I said, I swear I didn't plan it this way. Uh, but I'm going to play you something off of Use Your Illusion 2. And if if you have both Illusion records or you've at least heard them, you know that Izzy Stradlin pulls quite a few lead vocals on there, kind of paving the way for his solo career that would happen just a little bit after that, uh, halfway through the tour, actually, right? And uh, at least I was lucky enough to see the Izzy lineup uh, before he uh, bailed out. And uh, But I'm not going to play you something that Izzy sang. I'm going to play you something... The Duff sang on Use Your Illusion 2. Use Your Illusion is so hard to say, uh, you know, at least for me, uh, when I'm broadcasting. So let's just move on here. And Duff McKagan, of course, now uh, well-known as a singer, I think, in my opinion. But like I said, under the name of the band, Guns N' Roses, he only got to do two lead vocals. Uh, the one I'm going to play you here and also... Uh, a few vocals actually on the Spaghetti Incident record. So, but those were covers, and this was an original song. And you're going to hear some vocals by Axel uh, sprinkled through the song. But the lead vocal, for all intensive purposes, is by Duff McKagan here. So, like I said, kind of like Joe Perry, there's a little more than a few vocals, but I think it's still rare enough that he gets to be included on this list. And Duff is awesome. So, here you go. This is Guns N' Roses with So Fine. Stop now 
that at one time was the fastest selling record of all time that record got broken quite a bit during the late 90s and early 2000s when CDs were still selling like a mother but there you go that was Guns N' Roses with So Fine lead vocals by Duff McKagan that's off of Use Your Illusion 2 alright and like I said I saw that tour in 1991 at the Starplex that was the third show I ever saw and it was the first show after the St. Louis riots. I think they took a couple of weeks off, rescheduled some stuff after that, but Dallas on that tour was the first one back, and man, were there news trucks outside the venue that night. Ooh. And I, I, like I said, I might have mentioned this, I think, during the Us Festival episodes, but I was that kid where my mom was outside in the station wagon waiting for the show to be over, but, you know, I went in there by myself, which, you know, my mom's a great parent, but that probably wasn't the best idea. Uh, but I made it out of there alive. <laughs> it was a crazy show. I'll, I'll go into more details about that show at some other point. But alright, here you go. Next song here. I'm going to play you something by the Foo Fighters. I don't play enough Foo Fighters here on the show. I mean, you get enough of them on the radio, right? But if I'm going to go there, I'm definitely going to play something you've never heard. Or, you know, if you don't have the albums, you never heard it. Uh, but one of my favorite releases they ever did was an album called In Your Honor. And it was a double album. And it was purposely made to where the first disc would be real heavy rock, and then the second disc would be mellower acoustic song stylings. And on that second disc was the vocal debut of Taylor Hawkins in the band. And I think he did a really good job. Matter of fact, I saw this tour where they co-headlined with Weezer. It was called the Foozer Tour. And that's one of the better shows I've actually ever seen. Great rock show. And towards the end of the night, they had all had quite a few. <laughs> definitely Dave. Dave was definitely uh, pretty drunk. But he was still great on stage, despite all that. And uh, they decided that they're going to go ahead and play this song in the set. And the really exciting thing about it was I had a you know a music geek moment there. I can now say that I, I saw Dave Grohl live on a drum set because he went to the drums and Taylor got up and put on the guitar and sang lead on this song. So that's a moment I will never forget. It was cool to see Dave hitting the drums once again. Uh, so here you go. Like I said, off of the In Your Honor record, this is Cold Day in the Sun.
Foo Fighters with Taylor Hawkins on lead vocals. That was Cold Day in the Sun off of the In Your Honor record. You should definitely check that record out. I like it a lot. And I remember at that show after they did the song, like Dave was like, he was being kind of a, a loving drunk where he was just like, yeah, you sound so good, Taylor. You kind of sound like Rod Stewart. You know, you want to do a Rod Stewart song or something? You know, so that was that was pretty funny. Uh, before we get out of here, I almost forgot, and you know, I mentioned him earlier, but Tino, you wrote me a bunch of great emails over the last month, and I'm a dick for not acknowledging it on the show, but I always appreciate it, like I said, and sometimes I just forget, or I have a guest on. Uh, but he sent me his favorite albums of 2013 list as well, so I'm going to go ahead and read some of those off here for you. He said his favorite album of the year was The Bronx, Bronx 4, I played that on the show. He goes, I, I know you follow them quite closely, so I'm sure you've heard the album. Yes, I have. And he actually sent me this list before my year in list came out, so I thought that was kind of cool. We matched up there. Uh, he says, of course, people keep saying punk is dead. Well, for sure we're not living in 1978, but I believe these are interesting bands that recently came along. One that definitely caught my attention is the Parquet Chords. I think I'm saying that right. Parquet? Parquet? Q-U-E-T? Uh, he says, they're from Brooklyn. And yes, they have a nice, dry New York sound. My favorite song on their record is Borrowed Time. If you've never heard it, check out this clip. And he sent me a YouTube clip of it. So there you go. So look up the Parquet Courts song called Borrowed Time. And he goes, a shout out to new soft pop punk girls Bleached. The other week I pretty much got insulted for liking them. But hey, it's better than Will and the People or the Maccabees. I've never heard of those bands, Tino, but, you know, if... uh, Maybe I'm not missing anything, according to what you're saying. He goes, I also like some songs by Garage slash Reverb slash Noise indie punk bands Fiddler and Hooded Fang. As for classic punk, Bad Religion made my overall top ten with their good album, True North. Yeah, I like that album. It was on my list as well. He says, in metal, I'd like you to try a band called Huntress. Yes, girls do make metal, as you know. I hear some thrash and power metal influences with nice guitar solos. Though I seem to hear a lot in metal that other people don't hear. Within a few days, it became my favorite metal album of the year, overtaking even Annihilator, one of my longtime classics. And he sent me a link to a song called Zenith. So look up Huntress Zenith. Uh, he says, uh, Believe me, Huntress also has songs that are slightly more rock-oriented, and I know some of our friends will judge the whole album on this intro, whatever. Finally, I want to mention some rock singer-songwriters. He says, Miles Kane, Michael Cronin, he says Randy was talking of him recently. I have to go. I'm 
go reference that with Randy, and Kurt Vile the most. But I need you to listen to Dutch singer-songwriter Jaco Gardner. He's a fan of Sid Barrett, and you can kind of hear that in his songs. I will definitely check all those clips out, Tino. Thank you so much for sending that email. He also said the band he mentioned earlier, Bleached, said they were playing the Weezer Cruise this year. So that that's awesome. I, I wish I was going on the Weezer Cruise, speaking of them earlier, because uh, they're so much fun to watch live now, and just I'm sure I would have a blast. So, all right. And Tino sent me another nice email uh, suggesting some guests to have on the show. I definitely will try to pursue those. Don't worry, Tino. I've actually already sent a request out to one of them. And he also had a show theme request, which is actually the show I was planning on doing next. So you read my mind. I actually promised Adam Arthur I'd do the same kind of show. So stay tuned. Now I'm going to have to do it. That's going to be next week, okay? Next week. Tune in. So thank you for that, and I think uh, you have a really good guest idea in addition to the one I already thought of. So thank you so much, Tino. Now we're going to get back to the music and close out the show here for the week. Speaking of cruises earlier, see, I'm trying to tie everything in here. Speaking of cruises earlier, as a lot of you may know, I went on the Kiss Cruise a couple of years ago. I I will never stop talking and bragging about it because it's one of the best moments of my life and going to see it with Nola just made it extra sweet and unforgettable and somebody they should definitely let in on the cruise is Bruce Kulick matter of fact not only that but he should also be inducted with them in the Hall of Fame but he's not going to be which really blows I hope he gets a shout out at least from the band and I hope they send him a ticket to show up for the dinner that's all I can hope for I would like to see him come out and jam at the end of the night, but, you know, we'll see. I got my fingers crossed. I'm a big Bruce Kulick fan. I met the guy, actually, back when I was, like, 14 or something, uh, around 93, 94, post-Revenge, right before Alive 3 came out, actually. And uh, he was really nice to me. It was a nice chat. And I was real happy to find out that the follow-up record, at least the one they were working on by then, was going to have a lead vocal by Bruce Kulick. So you know where I'm going here. For you KISS fans, off the Carnival of Souls record, the much maligned Carnival of Souls record, but I think this is one of the highlights, and this is, Bruce is all over the record anyway, he wrote a lot of great riffs for it, and he actually has a really cool commentary about the making of the record on his website, so go check it out, if you're a big fan, I recommend it, nice walk through the album, and he has a lead vocal at the very end of the album, called I Walk Alone. So here you go, closing out the show here, it's Kiss.
Alright, there you go. That was Kiss with former lead guitarist Bruce Kulick on lead vocals there with I Walk Alone. Like I said, from the Carnival of Souls record, which officially came out in 1997, I want to say. And, you know, it just got kind of put out quietly. And I mentioned this before on the Too Much Kiss episodes, but when it came out, uh, my local radio station around here, the Eagle, actually got behind the Jungle single quite a bit. So I think Dallas is where it had some, most of its success. So I remember getting played a lot when it came out. So Because it's a good song, and I think it's a good record. Anyway. And, uh, you know, I, I know that Bruce Kulick has sung quite a bit more, uh, you know, on some of his solo records and, you know, sometimes when you do the gigs with Union or ESP or something like that. And actually, he has performed Walk Alone with those outfits, I know, at least on more than a few occasions. So you can find clips of that online. I hope you like the show theme. I'm, I'm planning on trying to really do unobvious theme shows this year. So I've got I've got quite a few ideas going on, but feel free to send me theme suggestions anytime. I'd love to hear from you. If you go to cnjradio.com, there's the link to my personal email there, joey at cnjradio.com. There's the link to the Twitter and to the Facebook. Send me messages on either of those things. Please recommend the show to your friends. Have them go subscribe on iTunes and leave a comment, please, if you haven't done it already. Like I said... This year, cooler show themes, more guests. Uh, that's the best I can do, and I hope it happens. So there you go. Until then, we'll see you on the next one. Have fun. Coming through